0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Red Dwarf Intro Cast, brought back from the dead like one of those zombie thingies on that AMC show. Anyway, um on this show, longtime fans and newbies alike talk about Red Dwarf, episode by episode by special hour and a half long movie. My name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane and we're very rusty. In fact, we've just done this intro twice because I forgot to hit record. That's the sort of professionalism you're dealing with today. That's why you have me. Indeed. Yes.
1: Um so
2: 100% professional on this podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: What is a podcast? How do we do this thing? It's
0: when you uh it's when you throw a uh at a Oh,
1: ca- cast a pod? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: Cool. Um, so on this episode, we are back to talk about the special that Red Dwarf uh, has, has given us, uh, Red Dwarf the Promised Land. Uh, so instead of season 13, uh, this is what we got. Uh, Shane, do you happen to know, are, are they talking season 13? Yes, no, maybe? Have you heard anything?
2: Uh, it's more likely they're going to be coming back as specials.
1: Okay. Okay. It's gonna be zoom meetings from yes, now yes just
2: <laughs> red dwarf zoom i like it just um, like mst3k on sunday which i'm so excited about wait i'm sorry what now mst3k they're doing a a, a special a zoom special on sunday I, I have I not, not
1: heard from because <gasps> i i've heard of the parks and rec zoom episode that's gonna come out yes
0: but... oh that's exciting yeah. uh, i'm a big fan of mst3k so that i'm gonna have to look into that um and already we have uh, talked about uh, three other shows and we're what 2 minutes
1: in good oh we don't want to talk about any old cheesy sci-fi comedies that keep getting rebooted i know
0: you know what here this will help this is how you make a professional podcast i learned this from nutty ready there we go now we can start uh properly <laughs> okay so let's get into this thing um this thing this thing i gotta say
1: overall
0: um it felt a little weird to me seeing red dwarf in this format this hour and a half format rather than our usual 22 minute helping of goodness um
1: yeah i felt like there was a weird kind of pacing Like, they would have gags, but then they would also have, like, an overarching plot that would occasionally change, uh, depending on what the needs of the moment were. And, like, I couldn't tell sometimes if some of their gags were just, like, stretching for time, or if those were the good parts of the episode, and the explosions were stretching for time. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of explosions. Mm-hmm. There were some
0: explosions I think they, they leaned into the special effects and action a little more than we're used to seeing with red dwarf. But, um, so let's see. Uh, the show begins with, uh, the big reveal of what the promised land refers to. And I was, I was really glad to see that actually I managed to stay relatively spoiler free. Um, and so when I, I saw, cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I saw that it was the, the cat people, um, on their long, long journey, uh, which again, I'm pretty sure that this is just another branch of cat people entirely and not the ones, uh, that cat killed and skinned to make his his wardrobe. (laughs) But, um, I was, I was really happy, uh, that they were picking up an old plot like that.
1: Yeah. I had kind of guessed that, uh, based on the, the promised land and that was really the only, although I have been wrong before, um, I'll guess at a title, and then they'll be like, oh, it's this entirely new concept. and I'll be like, cool.
0: Though um, sometimes you hit weirdly close <laughs> in the past. You seem to have more of a knack for that.
1: But yes, cat people. I expected to see uh, Judy Dench and Ian McKellum and <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba. Oh. Release uh, the butthole cut of of Red Dwarf, the Promised Land. Um, yes.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Some interesting continuity here. We had uh, the book written in Smell, yep. Yeah. Uh, which I liked. Uh, we also had that they were followers of uh, Cloyster. Um, can I just say that I have always, always, always been completely grossed out by the whole cigarette and the ear thing. That I, I realize it's an important callback, but I would not have minded them leaving that out in the least. Is it
1: the grossest thing that Lister does?
0: I mean, no, but it's it's pretty gross. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Any uh, any big feels there for you, Shane, in the the opening uh, five minute sequence there?
2: Well. Wow. Um, the first five-minute sequence before we get to the opening credits was a mm-hmm. pre-record for the, studio, for the studio audience. And when I first watched it, it ve- felt very much more like a feature film.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, not, not a studio production. You no, know, it felt very much like a Back to series or a Series 7.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did.
2: And I was hoping it wouldn't continue, and it didn't, thankfully.
1: Although the giant cat door. The giant cat door was funny. Yeah. Fun fact our own cat has a cat door. And since she is a larger cat,
0: um, Mm -hmm. then
1: we had to get what was called the tubby cat door.
0: So, yes, Elfie the pod cat actually has just gone outside for the afternoon. Yes. Squeezing out the tubby cat door.
1: So the giant cat door reminded me of the tubby cat door, and that made me happy.
0: Um. So yes, the kitty cats uh, no longer apparently headed for Fushal, uh save for the few true believers. They have been uh, uh, the feral cats. The non-believers have, have taken, taken over. Have taken over. I gotta say, I was a little confused by the motivations of our lead kitty cat. Um, mm-hmm. On the one hand, it seems like he doesn't believe in the prophecies in Fushal and Lister or Cloister, etc. On the other hand, he really wants the magic stone that the prophecies say are very, very important. So, mm-hmm. does he believe the prophecies or does he not? Hmm. Is he trying to consciously misuse religion by saying that he has the rock so the believers have to follow him?
1: that's a possibility could also be sort of an indiana jones thing like i don't believe that this thing has magical powers even though it says it does but it belongs in a museum i like it he wants to create his cat museum Mm -hmm. but no i think it's more like you said like it is a powerful artifact that holds symbolic power to his people and he wants to solidify his power
2: Mm I do have a question about the opening credits. Okay. Did you watch them? Yes. Uh, You see Holly? I didn't
0: put, like, a microphone on it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed Holly in them.
1: I I mean, I... I thought I did. I sort of zone out during the opening credits. I don't know. They go by so fast that I just sort of, my eyes blur Mm.
2: a bit. Because I knew Holly was back in the show... Mm-hmm. However, I was so disappointed in the fact that he was actually in the opening credits. I mean, yeah, he's he's not listed as a cast member in the opening credits.
0: Oh, that's odd. Yeah, yeah. So if they were going to try to keep it a secret, why go halfway mm. there? That's odd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um,
1: probably just a production snafu.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we get to the dwarf, we find that Lister is being listless, he is drinking a lot, he is putting lots of junk or priceless antiques in his room, um, the others seem very concerned about him, they-
1: He is troubling- troublingly being a lot like how we are now
0: yeah yeah lister is, is very much you know i think red dwarf is a very good show <laughs> and mystery science theater 3000 good shows for uh the living in the time of corona yeah uh, when everybody is <laughs> cooped up in a place that they didn't really want to be uh and and stuck there trying to find ways to occupy themselves
1: so prop gags and curries
0: yes and building robots and watching bad movies with them um whatever whatever your strategy is heavy drinking and collecting junk you know lean into it i say um (laughs) then we have a long uncomfortable conversation about either cat or lister uh changing into a girl so that lister can then continue the human race by impregnating a cat woman
1: they didn't even discuss whether crossbreeding would even be possible given their different species.
0: Yes, we would have a half cat. Only mm. one fang.
1: <laughs>
0: That's how that works, I'm pretty sure. That's like
1: those anime girls, That's, one fang. Yeah,
0: the one the one cute fang. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh but then, uh what's the next thing that happened?
1: Uh follow me.
2: Ah yes, yes, the follow me scene. Um, I should I should point out hmm. uh, the morning of when this aired, uh, they did an interview on Breakfast Television. So that's the so that's the uh the last, uh Danny John Jules, Robert Llewellyn, and Craig Charles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah they, they did a they did a uh, Zoom call. And guess who was incredibly late? So, so they that he almost missed the interview. Uh, Craig Charles, Jenny John
0: Charles. Oh, okay. knew it was one of the two. <laughs> Figured Robert Llewellyn would show up on time.
1: He's mm-hmm. always good for that. So yes, follow me.
0: Yes, okay. yes. Uh, so there. Uh, like, gag there with, uh, with the good old lie mode. Uh, Crichton, you know, he's. I did notice that they have uh, changed up the look a bit. Crichton's got some wear and tear on him. He's got uh, a, a riveted patch on his chest there. He needs service. Yeah, he's got some rust. He needed, needed good service.
2: Mm, he's getting old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this was during the part where I was trying to decide if this was... Since the tone of the whole thing or maybe mode more like is this a cinematic feature or is this an episode of red dwarf this was what threw me because this felt so much more like an episode of red dwarf where they have you know let's have this extended follow you down the scene and lie mode and stuff like that and then they get to uh the place where they're hearing the sos and Oh, uh, we had the quite funny gags of erase I, your memory. I really
0: did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Forget the, of course, I was there trying to figure out what he actually should have said, which was, <laughs> I want you to go back down the hallway and then erase the last five minutes from your from your memory. <laughs> Boom. Problem solved. Solving the problem.
1: And then Crichton's head explodes. As Just it, needs a head replacement. Well, nice. no, R- Rimmer wasn't
0: using ketchup. <laughs> um so yes yes uh they then find uh the reboot disc of good old hull except it's mm-hmm. the old old hull which is not so good for
1: the boys of the dwarf um that was a good big prop they did a lot of things with props that are things that are much bigger than they actually are in real life mm-hmm. um that was that was some fr- funny prop work I liked that. I, and the I,
0: dial-up tone. <laughs> oh, I loved. Well, both the dial-up tone and the the ka-chunk ka-chunk noises of the mm-hmm. disk loading up. Oh, so many memories there. Uh, playing Beyond Zork. Of course, now that was on a five and a quarter inch floppy, not a three and a half inch. But um, yeah, some nice old effects there. Uh, and and we get Holly there. Uh, Grumpy Holly is is going to. Blow up the ship, except he doesn't blow up the ship.
1: Well, he decommissions the ship. He
0: decommissions the ship, yeah. So he said that he was going to eject the nuclear core into a black hole, but then the ship seems fine later.
1: Well, I'm thinking that what he wanted to do was make it a derelict. Mm -hmm. So instead of blowing it up, just shut off life support, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And he was going to do it over seven days. He said that the process would take seven days. So then the boys, like, were gonna stay there for the full seven days, but then when they tried to mess over Holly, Holly was like, okay, you gotta leave now. But that does not mean that he wouldn't okay. have to take seven days to still decommission the ship.
0: Okay. So the nuclear core was still there. Yeah.
1: Then. Well, that makes sense. That actually helps.
0: Um,
1: they just got put in timeout.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they leave. Uh, they find uh, another ship that has a fancy diamond drive, and apparently, is the only purpose for that ship being there is yep. to hold cat refugees and have a phlebotinum upgrade for Rimmer. Mm. Um,
1: Which you know, a lot of times, an old red dwarf, they would find a derelict ship that would immediately get blown up, and it would usually either have a weird piece of technology or someone trying to kill them. Yep. It had both. Yes, so there we go.
0: yes, um, I really loved, and i 'm sure it, it, it a little bit of little bit of a of a gift to the fans there, having Rimmer go through all of his old uniforms mm. uh, that was a highlight, I think
1: the giant h oh yes mm-hmm.
0: and the of course all of rimmer 's hair is is a wig these days. We know this, but the really, really bad, obvious wig for. <laughs> Uh, series one Rimmer was was a good laugh.
1: Yep. And then he turns into Super Rimmer. Mm. Mm. Super
2: Ace Rimmer. Yeah. Super Rimmer. <laughs> yes. Uh, Litter
1: guy.
0: Chris Berry, always reliable. He uh, mm. he did some nice gags here.
1: He had a little Superman curl.
0: Um, the gag with him ha- then, you know, shorting himself out, having to survive on uh, extension cords. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Feeling w- my pain whenever I uh, vacuum the floor, the few times I vacuum the floor.
0: Hey, we vacuum once a year whether we need it or not. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: Uh, but yes, we get, we get vacuum introduced. In my car the other day. Oh, do what? I was vacuuming my car the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: It's not our fault. We have a black cat and beige carpet.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, but we get introduced to then, well, not introduced, but reintroduced uh, to the cat people that our trio the here refugees. of the, the faithful kitty cat refugees,
1: the cat acolytes.
0: Yes. Um, Interesting bits there. They're cute. Yeah, they sort of do a, a whole hari Krishna thing yeah. with uh Lister Lister.
1: Listy Listy. Yeah. I don't know, they they were cute. They didn't really have very much personality. Okay, so I keep like having my brain connect to things in galaxy quest like we read and watched galaxy quest oh my goodness pretty recently right. so like the cat can people me, are I'm yeah like right
2: that i've Go never ahead. seen galaxy quest mm. um I've well never seen
1: it. i can just i i will say these things without spoilers but the cat people are sort of like the aliens that you would expect aliens in a show in a movie called galaxy quest
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: um and there were a few other connections that I thought of, um, yeah. but I won't get into them. You should see so Galaxy much. Quest. It's really, really Absolutely. good. And then watch the documentary that Screen Junkies mm-hmm. made of Galaxy Quest, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a one-made mm-hmm. documentary. I've been, the best, uh, I, I've been told it's the best Star Trek film ever made.
1: <laughs> it's quite good. Will
2: Wheaton says it is. Uh, a, lot of
0: people, <laughs> a lot of people say it's the second best because Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan... Is a pretty darn good one. JJ um,
1: Abrams said it was the same best.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good flick for sure. Yeah, a um, lot of lot of love for the original Star Trek in that film. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, we can check uh, reference Star Trek and talk about that instead of Red Dwarf off Absolutely. of our off of our bingo cards. Um, <laughs> and so back to Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been a while since we've done that. Has it been um, accounted for, though? It has been accounted for. All things have been. Um,
1: oh, what happened then? They met the cat people, and then the feral. Yes, the feral cat cat people came and tried to kill them. Check that off yes. the mm. red dwarf. I figure. did like
0: I liked our our villain cat, uh, as as the sort of megalomaniac megal- megalomaniacal there we go um leader uh he had he had a, a good sense of menace to him i think yeah um and i love that the second in command there throughout the episode seems to be the smarter supervillain or the smarter villain among them but you know just doesn't have the guts to to back it up you know he's he's read the manual
1: yes he has read the manual. But we had Dr. Evil there. Yes. Just...
0: Going to put him into an overly elaborate death trap situation and just assume everything goes to plan what? Um... <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, yeah, they escape. Yeah, they escape. They find out... Uh... Goodness. What happened then, Shane? I forget.
2: Uh, they They escape. And then...
1: Oh, there's a fire on the Starbug. Yes. So they eject.
2: Yes, they eject the core.
1: They eject the Starbug butt. Yeah. With all the fuel and engines and stuff. (laughs) All the things that make the thing go.
0: And then they put Mm. uh, Remmer into existential crisis ennui mode. Yes. Mm.
1: (laughs) They put him on airplane mode.
0: And in typical Red Dwarf fashion, they really do try to get into some some Cartesian philosophy there. The whole, you know, do we really have uh, free will and choice? Do we just think we do?
2: Um, Lots of the good. Can I just uh, show the, the, um, the cat parachute gag?
0: Yes. Along with the skins of his people, cat stole the parachute to make clothing. Yep. Yes. I know that's not canon, by the way, but it's my canon, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Speaking of though, I mean, does Red Dwarf really stick to its own canon? Because it apparently doesn't. There's some issues with this episode <laughs> because no, of the course,
2: of, we, we're we're just talking about a uh, not a, a not a canon bit here right now, actually. Because if you remember in Series Seven, mm-hmm. uh, they split the ship up into two, and the ship drove off. Mm-hmm. Mm. They
0: can't do it
2: here.
0: And yeah, yeah, there's that. There's also, I'm pretty sure we went into an alternate reality at some point. So the cat people shouldn't be around. Um, yeah, And then there's also the whole issue of everything that the priest said and waiting for God appears to mm-hmm. be a bit contradicted here. Uh, we were under the impression that the cats left the sick and the lame as they put it um mm-hmm. behind uh and and yet we're told later in this episode that um they they left everybody who was uncool mm. however the priest specifically said in waiting for god that he had renounced coolness in order to be faithful to the religion but then the ones that were leaving were also believers because they were looking for for you know fiji um so but then they were all cool because they left the uncool people so which is it are they supposed to be believers who are cool or believers who are uncool and how could cat have a brother but anyway i guess it's been accounted for
1: i don't mind cat's backstory getting rewritten a little cuz his original parentage had some super ableist jokes mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah that particular uh, that particular bit just didn't have legs. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like
0: Cat's
2: when, dad. If you watch the episode on demand, this 90 minute special is actually uh, put into two forty five minute parts. And it's at this precise moment where they land on the planet, it says, to be continued. Oh, okay. Mm. I think we actually paused it right then. Oh, yeah. To take a bathroom break. And- yes.
0: <laughs> That's weird. We, we sensed it. Um, so let's see. They're on the planet, existential ennui, buried in the sand, some gags with Crichton's finger, um, it's, his finger gets pulled. No, wait, that, not that, something else.
1: Um, then, yeah, there's, uh, the, the cat's converting cat.
0: That was pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, one of the very big highlights of the episode uh, the moonlight speech.
0: That I think was like, yeah, that one sincere moment yes. amid all the gags. There, the moonlight speech, um, because they do need to admit that, yeah, after all of this time, Lister and 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 Rimmer are friends. They really do care about each other. They can't say mm-hmm. that, but they do. But yeah, the moonlight speech, very good mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Then they finally have the idea of doing what they should have done as soon as they installed Holly, of uh, having Holly uh, download his his save files. Yes. And I tell you, it's a missed opportunity here. You know, kind of like they did with Chris Berry, as he went through all of the uh, various Rimmer costumes. If only just for a second having holly as his memory files downloaded into him become uh hattie H- hattie hayridge just for a second would have been awesome mm. of
2: course having... oh, are we missing sure. are i'm missing the uh, the sandstorm oh no that, I mean, no they were yeah they were buried in sand
1: yeah
2: okay Th- that, that's when
0: the moonlight speech happened
2: yes Yeah! yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and I get that part, I have to say, is when I was kind of feeling like, okay, you're doing big action here with explosions and special effects, and mm-hmm. that's never really been, for me at least, it's not something Red Dwarf has ever, it's not what makes the show work. Like, if you want a Doctor Who episode or, or whatnot, you know, you can find one with plenty of action and explosions, especially in the, in the more recent ones. Um,
1: if you want star wars yeah star plenty wars. of star
0: wars so i'm like goodness they're spending a lot of time and uh, probably a good chunk of their budget on this chase scene that to me has no real stakes do we ever really think and then the cat people shoot them with a missile and they all die no it's <laughs> red dwarf we know so yes they go into the sandstorm they'd be crazy to follow us uh and and, and there you go but so, and, uh, I, there were a lot of times where I started to feel like, why couldn't this be an hour special or just make mm. some episodes instead of the special? And that was one of them for me. I
1: miss Hattie Haybridge.
2: Oh, Hattie. Mm. At, this, at this particular point in the episode, I was getting really annoyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't just us. And no, it wasn't. It's not that. It's, 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 you didn't have any. You, you when you watched it, you didn't have any commercial breaks. Ah, uh, oh no! Wait, it's but just in... commercial
0: breaks? Yes. I thought the UK had a ban on commercial breaks. Just had them before and after shows. What's up with that?
2: No, 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 no. We've got commercial breaks all the time.
1: Okay, I think that's BBC you're you're thinking of,
2: you're thinking
0: of, you're thinking of the BBC. Yeah. Okay, so so Dave it's... does more traditional. Uh, uh, yes. uh, commercial breaks, okay. I, I never knew that, yes, huh?
2: And it was just getting really annoying at this particular point in time,
0: yeah. Some shows handle that better than others, like Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer is a show that was very, very conscious of where the commercial breaks were going to hit, and so Joss mm. Whedon would love to put in little like cliffhanger moments right before each commercial break and really amp up the tension and then we come Mm. back from break and and see the the exciting conclusion um but some shows yeah when they just pop up in the middle of a scene and and the scene is only half done it Mm. can really mess with the drama
1: Mm. also like if you get used to not having commercial breaks yeah when you suddenly get thrown back into the the terrible times of the commercial breaks, especially like we, we watch Hulu, but not like the fancy super Hulu that has no commercial breaks. And they show the same four commercials over <laughs> and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> to where you have it memorized.
0: Mm. But, and then we just start making fun of the commercials.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Also, sometimes they should... know what? I'm not going to get into that. Sorry. Uh, Back to Red Dwarf. Um, So... (laughs) That really should have been the name of our podcast. If only only we had known how often we would wander (laughs) off into the weeds. We're we're Uh, going to tangents. Yes. Um, More tangents than an 11th grade trigonometry class. So... uh, They... yeah they blow up the moon yes holly blows up the moon yeah oh perfectly reasonable yeah yeah
1: oh you made it good yeah
2: (laughs) that actually
0: that actually and i hope this isn't one of y'all's quotes but that was a laugh out loud moment for me was it any survivors i mean yeah we all survived no way (laughs) 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 that got me Holly doesn't always do it for me, but that was a good good Holly <laughs> moment there. What's
1: up, dudes? Um, uh, in the meantime, I guess the cats keep waiting for a miracle, and they get really excited about a miracle. Keep seeing the and birds. they keep debating on whether to tell the cats the truth about Cloister uh, Lister or not. Um... Which then, once they get back to Red Dwarf, back to Red Dwarf, back to Red Dwarf, then <laughs> that sort of comes to a head with the feral cat um, and them having to say, you know, no, this is not the god, this is a chicken soup vendor guy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, the-
0: so what would you do in that situation? Mm. Yeah, I I never bought Crichton's. Um, oh, you can't tell them the truth because then they'll be sad. Yeah, uh, that that no, don't. I, I know that the Ghostbusters have a, a firm um a firm directive on this. If somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. But I kind of have to disagree. Uh, impersonating deities is just generally a bad idea that doesn't work out well.
1: Also, Cap took it well. Like he's fine. Yeah. He was never like a devout believer, I guess, but he was fine. Other cats will come back. They'll be fine.
0: Yes. But let him tell you about his investigating feet. You see, he's got these
1: feet. <laughs> um
0: <clears throat> Yeah, so I I feel like they should have told them earlier. Um but they they that's, do.
1: That's a lot of times shows like to ramp up the tension by saying okay. We can't have these other characters know this bit of information. And when, when a lot of your plot can be solved by people just sitting down and talking for like a few minutes, then it's not a strong plot looking at you, Batman V Superman, Dawn of justice. Why (laughs) did you say that? name?
0: (laughs) Let's have a five minute conversation about Lex Luthor. Okay. We're on the same page. Um, (laughs) Like he's evil, right? Yeah, I sort of got that idea that he was evil. I mean, when he was all like "Maha, take over the world," then I thought, could he be evil? <laughs> um, so yes, they they uh, Lister spills the beans that he is an assistant chicken soup machine repair man. Um,
1: I mean, he did do good, but like, yeah, then. I can't even remember this scene, like the the devout cats find out, mm-hmm. and then like Lynn decides
0: she can't talk again.
1: Yeah, and then we find out that cat is the the evil cat's brother.
0: Why? Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it has no bearing on anything. And
0: contradicts their established plot so far.
1: And they tried to say that he wasn't cool at first, but then they don't even explain that.
0: So yeah, that got a little bit weak. I I feel like they could have just avoided that by not having it. Um, <laughs> there was no no need for it. Like
1: it was sort of like okay, we've got we've got what we want to happen in the third act. Yeah. We we know that we want these plot beats to happen, so we have to have a standoff in order to get to that but going from point b to point c was kind of a mess Mm -hmm. and they could
2: i do say they they do say why did you leave him behind and we left him behind because it was uncool
1: yeah but that has nothing to do with anything Mm -hmm. like it has no bearing on the plot.
0: Like, if they wanted the mm. moment where he was like, do you want to come home? And Cat's like, I am home. Well, okay, very sweet. Yes, that's, I love that. That's a good moment. That is a good plot line. But that doesn't require Cat to be the evil leader's brother. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um. I mean, it could just be, you know, we're the cat people, you're a cat. Yeah. You could come with mm. us. Come join us. You're obviously not a religious nut like these others. So, mm. you know, come my cat brother, but not literal brother, just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Species brother, <laughs> and yes, I did love the "I am home" because Cat has always been fickle and hasn't really liked anyone or anything. But you can tell that it's sort of like the moonlight speech, like that, and "I am home" were sort of the high emotional points. Yes, but mm-hmm. you didn't have to like muddy the waters with here's some new canon about Cat,
0: and this mm-hmm. is where where we get our. Uh, I love that the the a sidekick villain there is like, you know, if we just kill them now, <laughs> then there won't be a, a dramatic escape later. I
1: have a gun in my room right now. <laughs> I could go get it. Yeah. It'll be fun.
0: Um but they don't yeah, so they're they're going to elaborate death trap the whole thing. And then we get uh Chekhov's uh Diamond Light uh coming into play here. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh not before though Lister realizes that anubis uh embalms things and so the true rock was inside the rock
1: and was loved the whole time
0: yes it was friend the power of friendship um so yes we have our we have our uh magic rock that saves the day um
1: and we get turned back into Super Rimmer. Yeah,
0: Super Rimmer just straight-up murders a whole ship full of those cats uh, because of the actions of one cat, the leader. Mm-hmm. There were probably some cats on there that would have been fine with just leaving.
1: What about all those Death Star contractors? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Rimmer are, commits... Are, commits are, but, I I've just watched you hope, before we started recording. Yes.
0: So, yeah. But, you know, when Rimmer, it's not the first time that he's been responsible for the deaths of a ship full of people. But this mm-hmm. time, it's straight up on purpose.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's fine.
0: It's basically fine. Um, and then they do this whole thing with, oh, no, Crichton is dead now. Which, again, was there really any tension there? Did we ever really think, oh, what shall we do for Crichton is dead and shall not return?
1: Well, we thought at first that Rimmer was dead and shall not return.
2: Yeah, and Cat actually no, got didn't.
1: sad about that. But then, mm. like, no.
2: Can I just say how, how much I love the Holly countdown? Oh yeah, a little less than it was a few seconds ago. <laughs> I've lost count now.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like how we count the days now. But is it? Is it, what day is it? Is it
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, October? I'm not sure.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's the 74th day of Festimus.
0: Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So they say that you have to keep uh, androids powered on all the time, and if they ever power off, then that's it. Crichton has been turned off multiple times in the show. They have replaced Mm. his head before.
1: They mention head replacements in this episode.
0: He, he's he, that's not a thing. So yeah, again, continuity not always Red Dwarf's strongest point. Nah. Um, but they use the magic rock and everything is okay. Uh, so there you go.
1: Only when plot convenient.
0: Yep, Petro's at uh, ex machina there, rock of the gods. Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh and then and then the cat people worship Rimmer and, and then they fly off. So we see then, you know, the show starts with the conflict of poor Lister is is listless and one you know not fulfilling his purpose and drinking and collecting stuff, but by the end of the episode he realizes that he is actually nothing. Nothing. He learns nothing and none of it matters.
1: <laughs> mm. It's cold outside. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, um, so overall, I mean, there were some entertaining moments, there were some really good jokes. I don't know that it was particularly necessary,
1: or like I think it's more of a pacing slash thematic thing, like it feels like they would switch tracks depending on what they wanted to accomplish, but nothing at the beginning of a of the episode really counted toward the end of the episode. There's not a
0: good through line.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Which again, I mean, part of it is that format. We're really used to these little compact. um, I I feel like, and of course, Red Dwarf has experimented with longer episodes in the past and whatnot. Always felt Red Dwarf was at its best in a short episode format. Um, The gags hit harder. The plot never really matters that much anyway, but it's usually more interesting.
1: By the end of the episode, they're back to factory settings, and that's fine because it sort of follows that sitcom format.
0: But if you're watching a 90-minute film... You want
1: something big to happen. Yeah. And that big doesn't necessarily have to be in the visuals budget. You know? Yeah, It's got to be character-based. And we've seen Rimmer do amazing things, and we've seen Rimmer like between ace rimmer and the i can't remember episode titles anymore but the one where he sort of saves red dwarf um yeah yeah
0: spoke me a kipper? no
1: yeah that that's ace rimmer but yeah we've seen him do heroic things before Mm -hmm. um so him being a superhero and doing heroic things was nothing new.
0: So I don't know. I feel like all in all, based on series 12, which I felt was, you know, not the best season, but overall there was some good stuff in there. Um, I feel like just making seasons, even if it takes a while or even if that has to be really short seasons, um, might actually be a bit better than sticking with the the long form special format for this Mm -hmm. but not that there wasn't stuff to enjoy in it not that it was bad not that it was three of ten um but Hmm. i could enjoy it but at the same time i don't feel like we're anywhere near red dwarf at its best right here that's sort of my overall overall take
2: what about you shane well, overall, I mean, I did like it. I mean, at two hours, which of course is, um, that's the no special, plastic commercial breaks, right? Um, because of course you didn't you wash it straight through, didn't you? We did, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I watched it on transmission night, and having a two hour film, by the end of it, it was getting was. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but it felt long.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe if they wanted to do specials, they could do one hour specials. Mm. You know, there's a lot that can be done with one hour specials, maybe an hour and a half with including commercial breaks. Um, But yeah, I think some of those pacing problems would have been helped if they had had a shorter running time and so they needed to condense some things, you know? Mm.
0: I just approved someone joining the Red Dwarf Cast group on Facebook. Oh,
1: cool.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, I think, I think an hour special might have been, and I feel, I feel like part of what they could do in shortening the length is trim down some of the big effects budget. I think mm-hmm. some of the, the most memorable and enjoyable effects from Red Dwarf for me were tiny little models um, and crashing into planets and throwing a handful of dirt up. Uh, like mm-hmm. that follows a, a, a tradition in sci-fi television, playing with puppets and models, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and Red Dwarf has always been really good at that. And these effects looked good. They looked as, you know, like sometimes I felt like, oh, this looks like an episode of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. but if that's taking up a lot of the budget a lot of the time i would be fine with them trimming way back on that and focusing more on on the character moments
1: see and yeah i think red dwarf is strongest when it could easily be watched as a stage play you know (laughs) they're in a room and they're ragging on each other well, we've
0: always liked the model episodes. I think more yeah. more than most Red Dwarf fans, we rate those really, really high. We do. And but it was it was, you know, really good to see Red Dwarf back. Um Yeah. Always mm. good to check in with him. I just still waiting for Kachansky, I gotta say. Mm. We're probably the only ones, I guess. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. We we want uh Kachansky and Hilly. And uh
1: They're off on their own ship together.
0: I would watch the hell out of that show. I would too. Yes. Give us that show with Kachansky and Hilly flying across the universe.
1: Maybe add one of the cute little girl cats from this episode. Heck yes.
0: There we go. Listening, Dave? That's the show you gotta make now. (laughs) Um, Alright, so any any other points about the episode before we uh, rate? No, I'm good. All right.
2: Uh so did you want to go first? Me? okay will Uh I would give this a probably seven yeah, probably give it a seven out of ten forks. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> uh,
1: vegan vegan, so.
2: vegan smart forks. Yes. Yes. Forgot about yeah. that. Yes. Uh I mean it's good to see. Uh, Red dwarf back on the t v um, however you know it, some of the jack jo- some of the jokes were really, really good, however, it does not work in a ninety minute format or two hour format, as i said
0: yeah, commercials I think would have made it would have would have detracted from the experience yeah a bit. yeah uh, love
1: um, I am going to together that bit... See, in between six and seven, I think I might go with six, mm-hmm. even though the This Is My Home and the Moonlight-like scenes are really edging it up for me a bit, just because mm-hmm. they were so good. But it was a bit more of a disaster than those two scenes warrant. So, yes, I'm going to give it a six out of ten... Uh, light-up sneakers. <laughs> did we talk about... We didn't talk about the light-up sneakers.
0: Super Rimmer's awesome light-up sneakers. I mentioned the
1: Superman curl, but
0: yeah. not. <laughs> it looks like... Uh, I, I love seeing like little kids in the grocery store with yeah. their light-up uh, sneakers I and think, just stomping. I think
1: our nephew had some of those. He did. I'm
2: surprised it's still a thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Kids love them um i'm actually right with you uh, there love uh, six of ten um and again i don't say that this was bad um i just don't think it's it's the prime red dwarf material um really enjoyed some moments there but there were times when i was like okay when is something going to happen mm-hmm. now uh we can we can yeah skip this part and get to the funny um but yeah, six of ten. Oh, six out of ten. Uh, Poop covered magic rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, is that's that's my rating. So I think that would average out then to six point six six repeating out of ten. Uh, Fitting. Yes. So we have now uh, created this the number of the beast and rating a Red Dwarf episode. Nice job, us.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Um, well. Quotes quotes, I don't have many quotes, but i did I did take down a a joke or two here and there. Um, I've got one go for it uh,
2: so. Act like a god, you the mouse is human
0: <laughs> yeah um let's see. my favorite was uh the greatest erogenous zone is what my mirror <laughs> <laughs> classic cat line there.
1: Let's see. I don't think I wrote anything down, so I'm gonna have to go by memory. Oh no. Um and we
0: didn't we couldn't find a script on this one like no. we handled it. So yes. Sometimes we do with, with episodes, we will dig up scripts uh, just so we can get the exact quotes, right? Not that we're not watching the episodes, but yeah, we want to get the quotes, and so we will have scripts for that. But there's no leaked online script for this one just yet.
1: I did write down that I absolutely hated the term Lady Garden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for your lady garden sir
1: <laughs> and then oh uh when he wanted to be called glitter guy but then um i can remember the the name that he wanted after that but then cat called the mighty light and then cat yes. called him the Shady Sprite Sprite. yes yes that was a pretty good one there's there's my cobbled together quote I didn't write any down
0: (laughs) I also enjoyed uh the scene where Rimmer is writing up Crichton for listening to Rimmer um I didn't write down the exact quote there but just the but why did you listen to me (laughs) I tried to (laughs) explain
2: not hard enough apparently um very, cla- again, I, I didn't like him okay, so I didn't like him, but I like not liking him
0: yeah, that was a really good moment there, with Cat expressing
1: his feelings on Rimmer, yeah, mm. wait, I, I've got one, thank you Tumblr uh, Rimmer, we're the posse, we're the boys from the dwarf, we're like the four musketeers, D'Artagnan, Porthos, Athos, and the other one, you're the other I'm one the other one which, by the way, the other one is Aramis.
0: Yes, yes, Charlie Sheen.
1: Yes, <laughs> Charlie Sheen playing the hot priest. Oh, so yeah. No, so- now I've
2: got now I've got the theme to Dog Cane and Three Musketeers* in my head. <laughs> yes,
0: that would be a good movie to rewatch in quarantine. The old. Uh classic 90s three musketeers movie.
1: You know I am always up for rewatching that. That was my jam back in the day.
0: Key for Sutherland, Oliver Platt, Rebecca Dumorne. I mean, what a cast. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, he was a cutie. Um all right. So that is it for this episode. Again, we had to sort of dust off the old podcasting boots on this one. Sorry, we're a bit rusty, but you know, I, I feel like we've, we've done our best here. And at the end of the day, isn't that what matters? Shane, you are just like falling back into shadow on the video here and looking very <laughs> he is ominous.
1: He's fallen into shadow. Actually, you
0: look kind of like Holly now. You're just a floating head. <laughs> um, I thought, thought
2: actually, I look more like the Emperor from the, from the original Emperor from Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Now, oh, the one with the, the big hooded eyes? Yeah, not, not, not talking, I'm talking about the original Emperor. Okay. The original, original Emperor. Yeah, not, not a McDermott, the other one. Yeah. I think, um, the the
0: video on that one i believe was an old woman with some orangutan eyes photoshopped onto her oh okay yeah i forget who did the voice it wasn't ian McDermott, but yeah yeah, that was the the visual (laughs) Mm. if he could be tanned um all right so uh thank you for listening uh I uh, be sure. By the way, if you have not, and listen to our last special, which was like a year ago, um, mm. where we finally reviewed that classic uh, British comedy show. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Vicar, we'll not be going to Tottenham today. Um, it was one
1: of our finest moments. I
0: was very proud uh, that we were able to um, finally. Uh, review No or I'll not be going to Tottenham. It's been one of my favorite shows for a long time.
1: That's another good quarantine you, watch. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, definitely.
2: Definitely. Uh, can I plug something? No. Yes, of course you can. <laughs> I just want to give a uh, plug to... Uh, Remember. Jay-
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry.
2: I just want to give a plug to uh, Jason over at nerdsrevolces.com. Hmm. He is watching every single episode of Red Dwarf. What sort of crazy person would do that? <laughs> yeah, I know. As a as a complete and uh, a newbie, mm-hmm. what sort
1: of qu- crazy person would do that?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, his episodes are only uh, ten to fifteen minutes long, so they are a very wow. short season. Good for him. He's yes. doing
0: much better than we did then.
2: Yes.
1: Well he's uh, only one person he can control that stuff
2: and uh i i'm i pop on from time to time as well yay awesome and it's, I should point out if you're not yeah, if you're listening with kids it is not kid friendly
0: mm. uh well thank you uh everyone for listening we were we had fun with this i, I do hope that they will put out some more red dwarf um and again, maybe they'll figure out the whole special format uh, and and the pacing of it and, and and polish that up a bit. I would really love to see more of the, the classic short episodes, but, you know, who knows what the future holds there um, mm-hmm. or if civilization will ever recover. So there we go. And uh, take care. Uh, you can always check us out on uh, the RedDwarfIntroCast.wordpress.com. Uh,
2: um, wait or do I have that backwards it's the redwolfintrocast.woodpress.com oh yeah I had it right oh. Yeah, it's
1: been a while
2: um,
0: so and of course uh, you can check out our Facebook group uh, Not hasn't been terribly active lately since we haven't recorded in over a year um, but we still do uh, see folks on there uh, talking dwarf from time to time um, alright until next time bye everybody bye,
1: bye.